Oh my gosh, Winston is being the cutest little playful puppy. Oh no, now he's he's out of control on this couch. He's right upside here. down. You can't right see now. him on camera, but you can see one he is, back uh, foot. Right he's here. out of control. This little puppy. his little back foot. Oh my god, yeah, that's his foot down there. If you're watching the video. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, hello. hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. How are you doing? I'm being attacked by a cute little puppy right now. He's puppying around pretty He's good right now. There's around. no way around it. I'm doing pretty well. There's, oh, my goodness. I've had, so today, this week was supposed to be, like, my lighter week in terms of streaming. Uh -huh. it, it was. Technically, I did stream less than I usually do. But For then, summer. Yeah, because summer's over. But then, well, because now my in initial schedule is going to be shifting anyway. Um, so right. also, like, scheduling for actual classes is going it's going places so, yes, it is. so there, there's the possibility that this fall is going to be a, a, a bit chaotic but it'll be fun it'll be fun on the weekends and whatever whatever stuff that tbd announced or tba tba for tbd announced, TBD announced. <laughs> yeah so um there's been a lot of indie games being featured this week for mm -hmm. tiny teams and then um, there's going to be another, there's actually another announced uh, group of publishers, indie publishers that came together and they made this thing called the Indie Houses. And so they're also having like a feature. So I've been playing demos. Jeff has also been playing some, some games. Yeah. We played Checking four yesterday. Out. We played four. Yeah. It was a lot well, of fun. between the two of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's been that's been my week is <laughs> just navigating that. Oh, I'm also making YouTube shorts. Yes, you have been making some shorts. For yes, very both good. Wizard PhD and Bad Plans. Mm, I was thinking about props play too. So now I'm just like, oh, let me just. I'm a professional shorts maker now. <laughs> that's my goal in life is to to make shorts. <laughs> yep. Um, it's a good goal. Yeah, that's that's my week. How's your week going? Pretty standard. Yeah, just plodding along mm -hmm. yesterday was fun playing all those games and making chicken wing dip mm -hmm. and then we had the we make bad plans after show where we played <laughs> garlic foam it's not garlic it's gartic gartic those of you who don't know gartic phone is a fun party game that you play online with friends where it's like a mixture of telephone and Pictionary. Mm. So it starts off where everyone writes a sentence or a phrase, and then those get like passed on, and then you get someone else's written phrase, and then you have to draw it, and then those get passed on. So it makes a chain of like, it goes sentence through drawing, each person. Sentence drawing, yeah. sentence drawing. And so yeah. then it at the end, it gives you a like what it looked like from start to finish. <laughs> so you start with something and then you end up usually with something completely different because it's telephone. Yeah, if people want to check it out, there is the VOD right now of yes. our game from last night. Yeah. And we make bad plans. 
And yeah. you'll see my screen the whole time. Yeah, Jeff's screen was the, the live drawing. And I, thought it was I am, great. of course, the best drawer in the whole great. group. And by best, I mean worst. Well, what makes it like telephone is already a funny game because you're like you're you're going through like that's the concept of telephone of like things yeah. get warped in like pat like the second it, hand, third hand, fourth hand, whatever. But adding a different form of communication right. each time, like every other time makes it really funny we also right. did a speed run round of that and where we had less time to draw and less time like the longer that it went that was hilarious yeah it was <laughs> lots of fun okay we should get into it because this is a super this is, long yeah chapter. i said to jeff earlier i was like oh jk rowling just like last chapter was the shortest chapter of the entire series with eight seven and a half pages whatever this is like i don't know all of the all of the pages went into this chapter instead yeah. I'm ready. Juan's ready? Juan's ready. Okay, turn to page 386, Hermione's Secret. Today's lesson is called The Ghosts of Our Fathers. A synopsis. It's long. The <laughs> chapter begins with Harry coming to consciousness in the hospital wing, overhearing Snape and Minister Fudge discussing the events of the evening. Madame Pomfrey notices Harry and Hermione awake and resumes their active care but Harry urgently shares the true story of the night with the minister, who dismisses him for Snape's version. Dumbledore arrives and dismisses the other adults. <laughs> I said Get dismisses out. twice. <laughs> insisting on talking to Harry and Hermione alone. Dumbledore has heard out Sirius Black, and his story is the same as Harry and Hermione. But Dumbledore knows it won't stand up to scrutiny. Instead, they must act instead of tell, and he instructs Hermione on three turns the location of Sirius Black, and that they might save more than one innocent life. He then leaves unceremoniously. <laughs> Hermione pulls out her time turner and uses it on herself and Harry. They go three hours into the past and relive the night from another perspective. They save Buckbeak, watch the events at the Whomping Willow, and prepare to save Sirius. Harry fights with his hope to see his father, who he believes conjured the Patronus that saved them. When, at the moment of reckoning, his father does not show up, Harry realizes he saved himself and casts a corporeal Patronus in the shape of a stag, Prongs. They then fly up to Sirius, who flies away on Buckbeak. Mm. Sorry, I skimmed through and I saw some of your notes. So I, I would like to start with chocolate, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay, um, though we've seen the chocolate before with, Lupin gives Harry chocolate, right? Yes. Um, I don't think he explained. Well, I'm just I'm going to explain some science, I guess. That I and okay. I I uh, wrote down words that you know how like lots of things. Even my medication, sometimes I struggle with pronouncing because I'm just like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of letters here, there and uh, I know that it has to do with like you know chemistry. Like often you have similar like little parts of the the full word that is. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So chocolate helps with dementors. Um, actually, I looked up in the Wizarding World and the two things that it said was like, yeah, chocolate helps um, dement with dementors for, for witches and wizards, but also for muggles with depression. Mm -hmm. And so then, I mean, it really didn't say anything. It didn't go into science. And then I went on, on a different website and it was talking about why why is this a thing? It's a real thing. It's a real phenomenon that happened. Well, phenomenon in the sense of there is actual science that's happening when you eat chocolate. Um, it contains tryptophan, 
an amino acid that is used by the brain to create serotonin. I believe that tryptophan is also the amino acid that is associated with turkey. I thought so, but I didn't look it up. I thought it maybe. I think so. If if you know if that if that is true, let let us know. <laughs> uh, Which but, does give me serotonin, well, and I because, do take a nap. Okay, so the serotonin is the neurotransmitter that makes you feel happy. Hmm. So when you get serotonin boost, like that's from you know, I imagine like that's the same thing that happens when you exercise and it releases serotonin. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about uh, chemical reactions in your body, yes. but I'm just reporting what I've learned. <laughs> There's also another chemical called phenylethylamine. 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 There we go. This is the longest. I don't know if you can see this on my screen. It's like the longest word ever. And I had to type out like the, the phonetic of how I'm supposed to say it. But anyway, this chemical is released as you fall in love and acts as an antidepressant when, with, when combined with dopamine. So do you think that chocolate is an ingredient in love potions? <gasps> Ooh, I never thought about that. Chocolate flavored love potion. Hence Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 where the commercial holiday came mm. into play. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, um, and then there's also one more. Theobromine. Okay. And uh, it's it's released when you get high, and is a major ingredient in chocolate that make that helps you get that cheerful euphoric place. Get to that cheerful euphoric place all Very of nice. those chemical things are in chocolate basically is what i learned yeah. and so that's that's that helps you get happy though good rule of thumb uh -huh. there are chemical things in everything because <laughs> chemistry is the that, building that is true well, okay mm -hmm. well but those three things it's very interesting yeah. go into they make i, a I always thought food science would be really really interesting to be mm -hmm. be uh, as a profession yeah, well, I imagine like because every time I go to my rheumatologist, I, there's like a sign on the door, and it's like we we offer uh, services for you to get with a nutritionist, and I'm like, yeah, stuff. yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm like, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Well, I, I eat more greens. <laughs> yeah, I never I never follow up on it, but but part of their jobs, especially working in rheumatology, is I think that they work together and look at the blood like the lab work and like because that's when i go to my nephrologist hmm. uh so like one time i went and he was like oh you're um oh my gosh what is the thing that banana potassium your potassium is low and so yeah. like we talked about bananas we talked about avocados and then we also talked about supplements but um for me and i think for um a lot of other people like diet is probably better than to i mean i take a handful of pills every morning like i don't want to take another pill <laughs> i don't want to take another supplement you know yeah but like yeah. uh that was his suggestion too of like start right with diet right start with the diet and back. see how it goes but yeah and it worked your your uh discipline on eating bananas is a very high it is yeah yeah because you don't really like them that much i mean avocado is any chance i can get you to. love Put avocado on yeah, everything yeah. i am the avocado toast person yeah, like yeah. i will eat yeah, yeah. actually i'll just straight up eat it i used to i think when we lived in tucson i used to i saw because i don't know i think that was when also when all these maybe it was just my curated feed all these avocado things started popping up and so 
when it was just like literally just eat half of an avocado and put like sriracha drizzle it with sriracha and like um i, I would put fajita Salt. seasoning on it mm, yeah, love fajita <laughs> and i just straight up eat it um i don't do that anymore i try no, to you don't. Ver- variety my food just in guacamole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it is in Turkey. We have the confirmation that is uh, very nice. Yeah, that's good stuff on on chocolate. And like, I wonder the extent to which it was intentional, you know, or if yeah. she was just like, oh, maybe like chocolate, like a mood booster, you know. I don't know who knows. Right, right. Because it could be just the, like could oh, it be just her personal just, experience with yeah, it? And be like, oh, I like to eat chocolate. Better. Right. Well, right. there's that kind of like the down. the. Oh, what is, I don't know what the word is. Like the, the imagery of like, if you're really sad after a breakup and you're just uh, yeah, eating a carton of ice, yeah. ice cream or whatever, like it's always in sitcoms and whatever. usually chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, And I think that we wrote some of the same quotes uh, for, okay, for Dumbledore. My first quote that I wrote. So uh, basically what happens is that we realize that Harry is waking up and he's in the hospital wing. Hermione's there and they're, overhearing a conversation between Fudge and Snape? Yes. Okay. Um, and so then Dumbledore just comes, you know, Dumbledore just comes in <laughs> as as he does. And he's basically like, you know, calming people down and being like, this is what we're doing. And Snape, and he just, he just actually wants to talk to Harry and Hermione. And Snape is like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're, you don't believe serious, all this stuff. And then uh, uh, Snape is just trying to remind Dumbledore that Sirius was capable of murder at 16 years old, almost killed him, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Dumbledore says, my memory is as good as it ever was, Severus. And I read that and I was like, ooh. Yeah, back up. <laughs> back up, dude. But then I think we wrote the same second quote. Um Sorry, I don't know if you wanted to scroll down on yours. No, I don't have the mouse. Oh, but what? What is? Not bad. Um, It's fine. I have no power to make other men see the truth. Is what? Yeah, uh, I like that quote. It's kind of. It's not like a particularly, like exclaimed, quote. It's not like it's like. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes she does that where, like, you have a character isolated in a quote. So they say one thing and then Mm. there's some description. Because I think it was part of a longer series of sentences. And, uh, yeah, I just really like that quote. I don't know. It was very interesting. Well, yeah. So my my reaction to that was, like, well, because Dumbledore often has these, like, broader philosophical like what i would call lynette's working theories of the world sort of Mm. thing where it's like okay this is this is a truth like a broader truth of like what i how i understand the world right now and um what my immediate reaction probably because i'm in the midst of like planning for teaching a semester but just this idea of like um just making people be do something like you can't just make someone do someone think some something you can, believe but it's something. an unforgivable curse. It's yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's interesting too because there's the, the the layers to it, right? Because he's saying this to Snape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, it's on. It, it's it just speaks on so many levels because. Yeah. It's like he knows there's nothing he can say to Snape that's going to change his mind in this moment. So he has to just dismiss him. Yeah. He has to just say, like, you got to get out of here. Yep. 
And in the same way, like he knows Harry can't convince him, like that. that yeah. What does it mean to have somebody's minds made mind made up? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like uh, there's also a sense for me for Dumbledore of like he has a very good finger on the pulse of like the time that it would take to convince somebody of something. Well, yeah, because he's also like there's no time, like it, especially when he gets to Harry and Hermione, he's it's, like, shut up, don't talk. The to whole Harry. this. <laughs> chapter is probably the chapter where i fall in love with dumbledore because of his and i have questions about what's going on that you may have noticed like but his seeming willingness to just he's sherlock holmes Mm -hmm. he appears to me in this chapter to be sherlock holmes meaning like how is it possible that he has put all of these things together. And I'm wondering yeah. if you saw my, my deeper question about this. Yes. Uh, but like, I think to start is to say like, how does Dumbledore put this all together? To me, there are three potential clues. If we assume like Dumbledore is just having a regular run of the mill day. <laughs> <laughs> the first is Dumbledore like, <laughs> he witnesses... Buckbeak being gone. Okay, so that's a weird thing, right? So like he's in there, he's in, they're signing the papers. So oh, take take this. Oh, I see. Okay, sign. you're talking about like the just Dumbledore's they... night. How how is it that he arrives in the hospital wing with this plan? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I remember last episode you said that you were gonna think about this because of like just how. Harry in this chapter is like, my mind is hurting, like thinking about the like past, present, mm-hmm, like what's mm-hmm, going to happen mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. So just keep going because I know that I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So because there we'll is have that, to come back there to was that, that line, though, like after they or Harry's like trying to to get him out or whatever. And then Dumbledore is like, oh, hey. You forgot uh, to sign this. You forgot to sign. And then Dumbledore is like, oh, Hagrid, I'll take Well, I want to parse this apart, right? Because especially in the movie, it feels like movie Dumbledore in that scene because I think he even says like, oh, in the movie, they, he like points out something in the sky or something. He like yeah, has them yeah. off it. In a way that's like so obvious that it's like he actually knows there's something behind his back happening, mm-hmm. which gets to my fi- my final point later. But <laughs> let's say it's just normal life. Let's say it's just Dumbledore. So like he yep. witnesses coincidence, Buckbeak's disappearance. Uh huh. Like within a minute. Yeah. So he's like, well, that's fortuitous, but mm-hmm. he he didn't do it. Uh, the story of Sirius Black. Like what Sirius actually tells him. And the fact that Hermione has a time turner. And it seems to me that he deduces that the use of the time turner is how these things happen. Now, I think what's interesting is, of course, Sirius hasn't been rescued at the time that he's telling them this plan. Yeah. Well, he's in the process of being rescued, actually. In the in the time since Dumbledore left is when... The, Harry and Hermione would arrive. Wait, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm waiting for your big question. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Well, this is a larger question that I was wondering about Dumbledore. Does he have a time turner? Well, okay, so that question makes my brain explode because if Dumbledore has a time turner, then like, are we, are they like not, are they, 
if he goes back in time at the same time as Hermione goes back in time, does that do anything bad to time? Well, I had that thought too, and I, I'm not sure we can really broach that subject, I but I feel like... The universe is a donut. I always come... Yes. Yes, it is. I always come back to this Buckbeak moment. Yeah. And there is a train of thought for me that actually like the Dumbledore that we see in Hagrid's hut mm -hmm. oh. is the second round of Dumbledore yeah. at that time. You know, I was because wondering. Because he knows he needs to keep them in this uh, yeah, in this space for longer. I was wondering, actually, a thought crossed my mind. I was wondering what Dumbledore was doing the first time around. Oh, no, because he was. He was there the first time too, right? There's a lot of Because I was going to say, like, what if he... Yeah, I I agree with your assessment. I think it's Dumbledore from the second time around. Or, like, uh, already have... Already have uh, some sort of knowledge. Because, like, what's different about Harry... Like, this future version of Harry and Hermione is that they already know what happened. And then the past Harry and Hermione that are actually living life in real time now don't have that information so you have like different well this is where we get into the metaphysics of it right for this particular time travel the way that i conceive of it is that you have one reality right the time mm -hmm. is only once so there was never a time where, because otherwise Harry and Hermione would die, there was never a time in which Harry hadn't already used the time turner with Hermione to be, to have two simultaneous Harrys. So in in this relative, in this um, more permanent sense, there's only one timeline. There's only one Wait, 7 right, p.m. Right, to right. 10 p.m. So in the chapter where, because the the movie plays out differently. It's like Hermione throws the stone at the thing and mm. all that. And, and like, because it replays where, I don't know if it was her, if it's her who sees the stone in the first time around. Because yes. like the camera kind of draws well, your attention to that. Or or, I don't know. It, but they hear the like chopping. So in the book though, I think the same thing happened. Because I remember reacting and being like, it, the way that it was phrased, or I have to go back and look at my notes. The way it was phrased, it, it was like Buckbeak seemed to be or appeared to have been, because you wrote it in your description or something like that, where it was very vague, but it was a similar thing of like the assumption was like Escape. you heard the thing and then it, it was dead. You heard Hagrid sob, blah, 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 all that. Well, okay, yes. And but one of the important things is that for the user of the time turner mm -hmm. there is a first and second pass right that the relative for them there they also experience time in one continuous flow so even though they go back in time to them it is still after right because harry grapples with this as he's dealing with it that the events are simultaneous but he has the knowledge of the first harry and the first harry doesn't have the knowledge of the second harry Right. So like even yeah. though there's only one seven PM to ten PM stretch in which both so Harry's and Hermione's are zipping around. Do, does like does time stop then when you change it? Does it just like truncate it and it's like, okay, this well is the, this is the difficulty of, of yeah, this is like, the difficulty. In other words, like cause Lost deals with this as well. Uh -huh. This always happened. 
Yeah, because I mean, I mean, Buckbeak died, and now Buckbeak is not dead. Like that is right. that is a not like this always happened. That's a this is a change. But the the important thing that they kept emphasizing over and over is that you can't you can't break it where the other version, the past version of yourself, sees like a future version or well, that, something that like that. That whole like, stuff of th that whole scenario is so exposes the difficulty of doing time travel with any type of fidel fidelity because yeah. she even hermione voices that not only do like past selves kill future selves but sometimes past selves die but this is not possible uh, under these circumstances for me the way that i envision time travel working here in this universe like you can't have ever the first round of harry could never die it's not possible because if they died, they would never have been able to turn the time turner in the in the future to go back. So the he has to have been saved. So he can't be killed by the future self. The future self could be killed by the past self. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's possible because it is a it's a straight line for Harry. Harry's experience is a straight line. The events where he's in the Shrieking Shack, all of that mm -hmm. happened before the, for Harry, the events of this chapter. All of that happened before for Harry. Get it. Yes. No, Get no, yes. I don't. I don't like thinking about this. All but right, I do have, on. I do. Well, no, I, I have a whole chunk of Time Turner stuff. Okay. So actually, uh, this Time Turner conversation or this actual um, post on Wizarding World. And it's it's also in previous writings or like other writings of J.K. Rowling. I had a final thing that I'd like to say because I was thinking about a metaphor or like a way of envisioning it, right? So imagine that Harry's timeline is actually a piece of string. Mm -hmm. And so it goes just one direction from this end to this end. Mm -hmm. And then you, ta you, you take this middle bit, right? Mm -hmm. And you take it and you kind of fold a bit onto it. You can still follow the string, right? Harry's time experience just follows the string along from one end of the string along the string unbroken to the next. But it folds over so that two bits of the string are in the same kind of space. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Right. But. Right. But. It's You still change something. Yes. You still change something, but it does, yeah, so the future hasn't happened for the first round yet, so that's why when it changes, then they just come along for the ride on this, like, new, new, ver it's like the string changes color, and it's like, oh, you were a red string, and and then, like, something changed, and then you became right. a blue string, and so everyone else is coming Here's along. another thing. When they turn the time turner, mm -hmm. if... Harry is involved in any way, Harry or Hermione is involved in any way in saving Harry and Hermione and Sirius Black, then they can't fail. It's impossible for them to fail because it already happened. The only event that seems, it, from our perspective, to not be po to be possible to fail is saving Sirius. Yeah, because then that you're picking back up to where where now you're back on the. Because first, Harry isn't involved with saving Sirius at the tower. He's unconscious in, in the hospital wing. So there's a whole thing about time turners on the Wizarding World. And um, there, I, I actually talked about this in my 
first video where I accused Gareth Greengrass of uh, <laughs> starting the calamity in Wizards Unite. And uh, so I read this and this was to me the answer that I was like, this is it. I don't know how, who, why, what. I don't know any of the details, but I this to me feels like, okay, time is involved with the calamity. Now I don't know. Pensive, time turner, combine all the magical objects, who knows. But there is a guy, I don't remember if I've talked about this person before. I feel like I have, but it might have been in the other video. But Saul Croker uh, spent his entire career in the Department of Mystery studying time magic. Mm. And um, as uh, he is quoted saying, as our investigations currently stand, the longest period that may be relived without the possibility of serious harm to the traveler or to time itself is five hours, around five hours. Um, so they in the Department of Mysteries, created these, like, the time turner, basically. It's like a single hour as, like, a click. And so that's why Dumbledore's like, oh, click three times. That's three mm -hmm. hours. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if there's, like, a, a mechanism that, like, stops it from going past five hours, like a safety. Because that, be, that would be ideal instead of someone being like, Woo! Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I could see a kid playing with it or something like that. But um, all attempts to travel back further than a few hours have resulted in catastrophic harm um all experiments supposedly regarding time and time turners in the department of mysteries uh have been abandoned since 1899 which actually seems dangerous like if you like because if you have products out there and you stop researching it like sh shouldn't you keep studying i don't know but they deemed it unsafe because eloise mintumble became trapped for five days in the year 1402 she was just stuck in time in in like the past and didn't come back um and her body aged five centuries <laughs> she died um yeah and not only that but her travel back in time her and being stuck in time aged five centuries when it returned to the present and she died yeah doesn't make any sense to me but okay i don't know i don't know how things work well because maybe it's because she was trapped 400 years in the past or whatever or what would it be 300 or whatever and then because it was for five days i don't know no idea <laughs> no idea how that that makes any sense um but consequences consequences were that uh, there was a great disturbance to the life paths of all those that she met, changing the course of their lives so dramatically, no fewer than 25 of their descendants vanished in the present. They disappeared, became unborn. Well, this is really interesting, right? Because this is also cursed child territory. Mm -hmm. And to me, what we have now is actually two different ways of formulating time travel. This book to me is more coherent and there's a reason why it stands up to what's happening right which is to say you can't have lived let's say we have a time turner okay some event happens right like we literally see say like a lightning strike a tree okay if we go back in time there's nothing we can do to prevent the lightning from striking the tree. But I'll put it a different way. If Ron died 
right? If Harry and Hermione literally see Ron's head get cut off mm-hmm. and die, they can't time Turner and prevent it. It happened. This okay. is according to this book and the way that it that it pans out. They always happen simultaneously. So you can't go back in the, the way that I conceive of Prisoner of Azkaban use of Time Turner. You can't go back and change it. It, it always all it always happened the way that it happened. The way that it happened, however, could have been with two of you existing simultaneously, including one of you having the experiences of the first one of you already. So it's this is lost as well. Like you can't change the past. So I think what's happening is that they're talking about so a period of time. So we're saying that three hours, but then three hours you're able to do whatever in three hours and then come back to the the time. It's like, okay, you're doing yes. this replaying of yes. time. Right. This lady got trapped in like centuries past yep. and stayed there for five yep. days. So I think there is a multiplier there in the sense of like this lady did not go through time. Like there was enough, I don't know, time to go on and somehow the warping of it because then it became these like hundreds of years and then she died. But like missing that chunk of her being in existence in the present day or in that chunk of the time did something that affected what what existed, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. This is very different than <laughs> the Back to the Future time travel, where the Back to the Future time travel is like you can absolutely alter the course of time. Uh-huh. Totally new timeline. No uh, idea. Yeah. It's, it's not meant to make sense. <laughs> it is fictional, after all. Um, okay, so... Also, not only did people become unborn, descendants become unborn, but there are also disturbances in time itself. So apparently, and I don't remember covering this part um, when I made my initial video, apparently that it disturbed like the laws of time. And so Tuesday, the Tuesday after she came back and reappeared, lasted two and a half full days like the time of tuesday lasted two and a half days and then thursday just existed in four hours yeah so that's just like fun yeah it's just like oh like oh okay that well yeah that this is like explanation so this is like in the context of a guy a fictional guy who worked in the department of mysteries like what happened historically what happened and what did the ministry do so the ministry it says the ministry of magic had a great deal of trouble in covering this up And since that time, the most stringent laws and penalties have been placed around time turners or those studying time travel uh, over with around uh, hundreds of laws, mm-hmm. which, of course, Hermione has to. Well, one of the things I wrote in my notes is the exchange between Hermione and Harry as they're going through all this really shows why Hermione is allowed to have a time, time turner mm-hmm. or not Harry. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. Harry's just like, we gotta do this. We gotta, you know, don't let uh, Peter Pettigrew get away or do this, do that, whatever. Yeah. There's there's a lot. There is a lot, yeah. J.K. I- Rowling said that uh, I went too, I went far too lightheartedly into the subject of time travel yeah. in Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, she I- also says she does not regret it because it's one of her favorite books in yeah. the series. Well, I think she does it really well. 
like very consistently. She clearly thought about this deeply of like how there that there are really two models often in fiction of how yeah. you do time travel. It's the this one and lost is in the category of like it is possible to have two of you at the same time, two uh-huh. two actors at the same time, the same person. They're on their own timeline. One came first than the other, but they could be acting in the same time frame. And that's what's happening here. There are duplicate Harry and Hermione's. There are two of them, mm-hmm. but they're not identical. One right. one set came after the other set. Yeah. But they're functioning at the same time versus like being able to change the past. So it's possible to time Turner and have two of you acting. So simultaneously, these two things are always happening. Uh, but the other way of viewing time travel is is actually uh, Cursed Child, where it's like you could go back and produce, do the whole world differently by changing something. And so 40 years change. I see. So like, right. yeah, so the past. You could go back and kill Voldemort as well, a baby. Okay, but and, yeah, and yeah, Voldemort yeah. Voldemort would never so, have existed. But this, again, is a distinction of like how far you go back. Like in terms of consequence... In terms of consequence, in though. The two, in the two fictions, they're not, right? In the two fictions, either Voldemort was killed as a baby or he wasn't. It, that's the only timeline. There's only one true timeline. So even if it involves somebody going back in time to kill him, he either died or didn't die. If if this is Prisoner of Azkaban, mm-hmm. or you have like Back to the Future where it's like, well, Voldemort lived this horrible life and caused all these things. And so I went back and killed him as a baby. And now he never existed. And now when I go back to the time, the timeline that I was from, nobody knows about Voldemort because he was always killed as a baby. Right. So it's a, they're very, very different. Yeah. So I guess like the distinction here is that the the way and the reason why Dumbledore was like, this is urgent is because Sirius never got Dementors kissed. Yeah. Never got Dementors kissed. To this question, Buckbeak never died. Buckbeak never died. He was always is, saved uh, by the second Harry and Hermione. And the the reason why Dumbledore says to them, you may save more than one life is because he knows that they think, or or it could be that the potential that Buckbeak died. I don't, because that line to me is what makes it a little... What suggests that like they he actually are saving Buckbeak, but it's that they think that they're saving Buckbeak because they think Buckbeak died. But what you're saying is in reality or in the context of this time turner reality, Buckbeak never died. It's just that the first Harry and Hermione think that Buckbeak died. So sure. Dumbledore is telling you them. You can see how <laughs> delicate she is with it. It's not like they actually see his head get cut off. Yeah. Because yeah. it never happens. He always escapes. I... um. So I was envisioning like Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. like oh, where Edge of Tomorrow's so great. Because I was, I was, um, I was surprised that Harry and Hermione did this all in one go. That they didn't like re-time Turner. <laughs> like, oh, we met, you know. So like, oh, we messed up. Like this thing. So Edge of Tomorrow, the concept is like, um, well, I don't know. It's 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 also with time and like replaying things and. Mm-hmm. Uh, retrying over and over and over. Actually, it's kind of like video games too, or like <laughs> my uh, my spam save, and then I just go back and redo it over. And yes, over it's and over. very good. It is meant to be a video game <laughs> mechanic. That movie. What I um, oh, I'll just say one last thing about what what uh, what J.K. Rowling said. So, 
if wizards could go back and undo problems, where are my future plots? And so that's like, I think the biggest struggle of like, if you're introducing this new magical, but also like fundamental thing where people I have no and things doubt can change. That, that influenced her line in the fifth book of like, all of them were destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it says, I solved the problem to my own satisfaction in stages. First, I had Dumbledore and Hermione emphasize how dangerous it would be to be seen in the past to remind the reader there may be unforeseen and dangerous consequences. Mm -hmm. um, second, Hermione, I had Hermione. Oh, wait, we haven't we haven't gotten uh, to that point. But basically, Hermione gives back the time turner spoiler alert and then third the destruction of mm. all the time turners mm. of being like okay uh, remo removing the possibility of reliving even short periods in the future which of course when cursed child comes will are we covering cursed child i don't even know i don't know we may be we may look at a special episode but i feel like it would because that also deals with time i think that my brain might literally explode and i i don't know we'll see <laughs> we'll see <Yeah. laughs> Uh, I mean, I could talk about this forever. Like, I know, I love yeah. This topic. So, Dumbledore, though, like Harry has like one of those glass shattering moments where he realizes Dumbledore doesn't have all the answers. Right. Like he has this moment, and I, I don't know. It just stuck out to me because he was just like, "Oh, wait, Dumbledore needs to know what's going." On. And what's funny is that Dumbledore actually does have somewhat of a solution or. This crypt, again, with the cryptic, this whole book, I guess the whole series, there's everyone just talks cryptically and is like, well, it, no one knows really what's going on here. No, but, no. but I love how Dumbledore's all like, good luck, have fun. <laughs> Turn it back yep. time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could have gone so bad, though. Like, what if they went back and didn't figure out, like, what to do? They could have been doing other things. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Dumbledore giving vague instructions it was not helpful. But they did figure it out, I guess. Right. There are... Yeah. Yeah. No response. Well, I don't know how deep you want to get into this. Uh -oh. really. <laughs> like, you can't... In my view of this book, uh -huh. in isolation, the way that time travel is working here, like. Yeah, you're going to say the same thing to me, but I guess what I'm. I don't know. Yeah. I guess because Harry does make the line where he's like, I knew I could cast the Patronus because I or I knew I could do it because I already done it. Like, that's basically the summary of like what was happening. Right. And. Uh, I will just say, though, again, if I'm Harry Potter, I know that I live in a magical world and then I learn that you can travel through time. I I just like he just accept. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm just too like this is not the in this. Like, of why <laughs> anything that I write will never involve time travel of mm -hmm. this kind. Mm -hmm. oh, any type of time travel that is corporeal, meaning like that they are literal actors in the universe. Yeah, I'm I like to play with like historical time travel where you're essentially like a non-actor, mm -hmm. which is the which is the pensive, right? You can go back in time in the yeah. pensive, but you can't interact with the memory. It's you, just a memory. I wrote down something about the pensive actually because I was thinking about so not only like that you can travel back through time, but Harry 
describes his experience as being so strange to him because he's like watching himself. And it's I was thinking movie. about it. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, I w but it's like a it's like a, a video, but you're like in it like you can actually interact and i was like well maybe it's like a very very advanced vr movie right, right. where you're doing that but then i was like but you they have pensive memories where you're like in it also but not you can't affect anything i guess right. is like the safety of of being in a memory let me, go, let me take one more foray at this okay so my read <laughs> of this chapter is to, the way the time travel is working here imagine this scenario Okay. That the second Harry and Hermione, like the time turner version. We should give them different who, names. Yeah, H2 Larry and H2. And, oh. <laughs> it's like, like Larry and So let's say like Hermione. List out the things that they do, right? So they save Buckbeak. Okay. They like move Buckbeak around to Yeah, I guess they don't do much. Well, yeah, but because they're sitting around for hours, right. actually, it's kind of like then Harry does the thing with the Patronus. Yeah, and they fly up to Sirius and save him. Uh huh. Right. So Buckbeak saves Sirius. Now imagine this. Imagine two people, two other people in the world. Okay. That didn't time travel. Yeah. Just do those things, right? For for no reason, but they just do. They live out those experiences exactly so they save buckbeak they stand around for a while they watch all the stuff at the tree they see hagrid stumble by they cast the patronus they fly up they save sirius right that's perfectly reasonable it doesn't involve any time travel like if it just coincidentally two people did these actions all of it is logically consistent right like there's no there's no issue there it just is the way things happen the the H1 and H2, one, the first Harry and Hermione, H1 just and live their life, right? They just yeah, live yeah. their life. They yes. wake up in the hospital room. They were saved by these two randos, two randos. They just, two randos just yeah. do these things. That's the difference. But, is that, that is what is happening in time travel where you can't change the past. But, but those H1 and H1s at some point have met up with Dumbledore. Do they then become h2 h2 because like there has to be a certain point where those h's don't well, this is where the time travel comes in so the trickiness of the whole situation like if we completely divorce them in the sense that like let's say there is no time travel and harry and hermione just wake up and they're alive mm -hmm. and there's no explanation for how they lived it was just two two random strangers maybe it was actually james's ghost but those Two yeah. H2s had to go back to the hospital wing. in the time travel. Yes, but I'm saying like if there was no time travel, you could have yeah. exactly the events of this book, yeah, with the exception of this chapter. Except I felt so sad when people. Harry, like for a second, thought that his dad was secretly alive. Yeah, it's oh so my god, sad. Are you kidding I'm just me? like because he's like Peter Pettigrew faked his death. Like yeah. what if? And I'm like, oh my god, Harry, no. And he's like, oh, and I seen pictures of him when oh he was god. younger. Like this is how oh, he no. looks. Yeah, yeah, I felt so you. sad. <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad for Harry. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Aww. But I, I'm, yeah, I think he's off that train because he realized he's like, oh, okay, I guess it's me. Yeah. It's me because I don't, I don't want him to hold on to that and then to be like searching for his like secretly alive father. Like that would be the worst. Right. But okay, Harry's fine. <laughs> What that's a great way of putting oh, it. Like, what if James Potter was actually alive and did all these things? Yeah. Saved Buckbeak, 
saved Harry, saved Sirius, then there's no logical inconsistencies. There's no time travel involved at all. If, if like that was the explanation that James actually was alive. I mean, we'd have to have other answers. Like, why is he still alive? But like, as far as the events, they're all perfectly reasonable if it's just another person existing at the same time doing completely independent actions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't do it again, though. No time. Well, that's, I mean, Cursed Child Don't goes completely <laughs> off the, the deep end, right? Because it's like yeah, the opposite of that, where you, you actually, you go back and you fundamentally well, shift. So the that whole is more like they're playing around and it's like, whoa, this thing is like, no one, like, actually no one should have this, whatever this thing is, like, right. kill it all. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, that's all that I really had. I had like a whole chunk about Time Turner. That was oh, basically that's the, it. That's, that's the point of the chapter. I mean, yeah, it's a crazy chapter. So mm -hmm. much happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like so much. <laughs> and the foreshadowing yet again is brilliant with these little nuggets in all these chapters of like Hermione being tired and Hermione yeah. being in one space and then a different space. And like, how has yeah. she signed up for these classes? They run at yeah, the same took, time. I didn't realize, like, I guess I this makes sense though. Like it took so long to like actually get that. I kept like, I don't know, for the last several episodes being like, we still have a thread we have not uncovered right. yet. It does. But it's the same as, as all the, other, in the second one. Yeah, like, all the other All these little yep, nuggets. Yep. And you just kind of eat them up and don't dismiss them. Like, oh, okay. you know, whatever. Yep. Ginny's, you know, a new student having Ginny's her time. Ginny's just Ginny. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, You're I got like, this diary. Oh, it was yeah. me with the diary all this along. This whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really, she is so good at that, J.K. Yeah. Rowling. I mean, really good. She is such a good mystery writer. It's wild. <laughs> She's so good at writing mysteries most people don't even realize that these books are mysteries. They are mysteries. They are yeah. written in the genre of mystery. Yeah. I mean, of course, also fantasy, but mm -hmm. there's so so much influence of mystery. The whole yeah, the books, structure of it. Most is... of them are set up as mysteries. <laughs> oh, because the next one will be too. Like, how did Harry get his name put into the Goblet of Fire? And you have all Harry. these things that happen, 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 and then you finally get the the reveal. Yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, she's so good at it. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Did you put your name in the cup there? Yeah, we only have a few Call more me. chapters left. I know. A it's few very more, exciting. A few more. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. I I'm ready. I got my wand. Where did I put oh, it? where's the wand? It's the wand is not ready. Is it Winnie. ready? Winnie has the elder wand. <laughs> uh, until, until next, next time. time wand's, wand's ready. ready. <laughs>